Welcome back to the Great Mystery Podcast. In this episode, Courtney and I define what a spiritual awakening is based on sharing our own stories with each other. In this conversation, we relate awakening to a shift from one phase of being into the next, which reveals for us a greater picture of who we have been becoming our whole lives. Our experiences of extreme ends of the emotional spectrum, from horrifying terror to ecstatic bliss, have been a key part of both of our processes, as well as falling back asleep and attempting to numb or avoid these expressions. You can also expect to hear a bit about how we navigate following a new energetic direction and life path, even when it feels opposed to patterns of the tribe, and how this relates to the intrinsic human desire of acceptance for survival. We had a lot of fun recording and both learned a lot from each other, and we really hope that energy will carry over for those listening as well. Thank you and enjoy! what do you define a spiritual awakening as? Yeah. So it almost feels like this awareness comes comes online. At least this is my experience. Yeah. I think of almost like the um, Neo in the Matrix <laughs> taking the pill. Totally. And there's a, almost like a bunch of synchronicities hap- start happening. And then there's that moment where you're awake. Totally, totally. Yeah. And it, it almost feels like, well, well, there's a certainty like, wow, my life will never be the same again. Like mm-hmm. I will never be without this, this new awareness, this new energy again. It, it was out, it was asleep. It was offline and now it's online and I'm I'm plugged into something that I wasn't plugged into before. Yeah, and for my experience, it it was like I really tried to kind of go back to sleep in a way. Hmm. I knew things would never be the same, but I really denied the sort of full um, awakening experience that I felt on the inside. I sort of kept a barrier between it coming to my outer world and like coming fully into my persona and into my life and me too that was yeah because of fear yeah you too so then I think that's where like I have had these stages and these sequences um these blossomings of okay can't can't hide it can't deny it can't wait for the people around me to affirm that this is real that this is right and that mm. this is for me, like, I, I need to trust myself, and, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, still growing in that. The first thing I want to say is that my spiritual awakening started with this sort of dark night of the soul, of feeling very outside the norm, so different from all my friends that I had in college, and I, yeah, I felt that I had this awareness that 
other people didn't have. And it wasn't in a way of I'm better than them. It was almost in a way of like, I'm an outcast now. And Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. was really isolating and scary for me. And as I began to be able to perceive energies, it wasn't just like I was seeing all the beautiful, light, positive energies in people. I was seeing all the darkness in people too. And that really scared me. It really freaked me out. And yeah, it was it was hard. It was it was so hard to have a spiritual awakening for me. And I think maybe for some people it's not that way that it starts maybe a little bit more blissful or exciting. Like I'm excited to make these positive changes in my life and ooh, spirituality, yeah. how cool, how interesting and it goes that direction. But for me it started very much kind of in the depths and the mm. trenches of my psyche and my soul and the world at large it started in a really dark place and then it led to the highest states of bliss and everywhere in between yeah I, I resonate with that so much myself I I was almost at a place where I just lost trust in everything I felt like I saw through so much corruption and um, just kind of saw how there was this big distraction going on, distraction of, of our awareness from like what really matters. And I almost was losing touch with, with reality in a sense is like, this isn't even real. Like none of this is even real. And in a really sort of numb Mm, yeah d- depressed way and and then also for me it was like a real health crisis like I was really scared for my physical health and and that's when I realized I need to to change something like drastically and um and it was it was after that that I I then uh, you know sort of switch flipped and I got those like huge instead of everything being like dead and numb it was like everything was alive and everything Mm. was euphoric (laughs) like yeah really major extremes for me it's interesting yeah because I think a lot of times we're numbed a bit maybe to the power within us to the power of emotions that we can feel to the power of the experiences that Mm. we can have how soul transforming and incredible this life is (laughs) like it's actually so it's is so much when you realize the gift of life and it is enough to bring you to your knees in tears and enough to make you jump for joy and I think that part of the sleeping part and the part of why we need to have a spiritual awakening is because a lot of us are just sleepwalking through life and not really mm-hmm. in touch with our emotions, not really in touch with that bliss state, not really in touch with how dark and scary things can be. We just kind of numb ourselves and try to stay at this flat line in the middle and ignore the fact that this life is wild and yeah. it's meant to be. Yeah. And, you know, it's, and oh, there's something when you said waking up to the corruption because I fell into the, kind of conspiracy theory trap which caused a lot of the dark dark emotions I was feeling at the beginning of my spiritual awakening and I do think that conspiracy theories have truth in them I think there 
are some that are true and then I think there are some that are warped really far from the truth to cause more fear and more uncertainty and delusion in people and I I was looking today at uh, the world's biggest problems and there was this statistic that a lot of people believe that the world's biggest problem is corruption and I was actually, I was kind of shocked by that because I guess I, as someone who's been deep in conspiracy theories and has seen a lot of the very real corruption in our world and the dark energies that are here, I almost kind of still had this perception that I was outside of the norm in seeing the corruption. But to read that statistic today, that 69% of the people surveyed in this survey, I think it was like 26 countries, 130,000 people. of them said corruption is the world's biggest problem and that just it felt so empowering to me to think that if we all know about that there's corruption in our leadership in the world can't something be done about it with the power that so we all have as a collective this reminds me of a conversation I had recently with my cousin like like that honestly doesn't surprise me too much that you know, so many people mm. think the number one problem is corruption. I, I feel that I see that, but what I think people, a lot of people don't see is that power. We, we actually have power to change that, and, like, it comes literally from within. And, and I think that's where a lot of the disbelief is, and it's like, no, mm. like, we, it, the world is so corrupted. We are powerless. We are absolutely powerless underneath these systems of control that are so massive and so hidden, so occult, so massive, so dark. Um, I think, yeah, a lot of people do recognize that on some level, and maybe it is even kind of unconscious, and, like, you know, they got they try and distract themselves from that reality. But it's hard, I think, for a lot of people to to trust that we actually have power to change that yeah you know a big part of my journey has been knowing how to connect with my body's knowing because our intuition and our gut like our heart our sacral like our body knows and like knows how to give us these very accurate yes no true false good for you bad for you right for you follow this don't follow this and it has a clear map and it's when we aren't connected to that and we're too lost in our in our minds and too disconnected from our bodies or we're not receiving or we're not trusting we're not connecting with that inner wisdom and we're getting lost in in the outer world in the matrix you can find valuable convincing information to believe about anything mm-hmm. so it's like where do i look <laughs> there's <laughs> There's stuff pointing in every which way. Yeah. Yeah, when your kind of antenna for the truth is broken, it does feel so scary and so uncertain. And then when you find a way to tune into that inner knowing and all of a sudden you're aligned with what truth Mm -hmm. is and what truth feels like when you hear it and when it comes out of your mouth, what truth feels like and sounds like Mm -hmm. and you just... Yeah, you really align to that. It, oh, that that is, I think, a huge gift of spiritual awakening to find 
that inner compass that points north and knowing that this is and being able to return to that no matter how out of alignment you may get throughout your experience in life you can always come back to that center and find that north I think that's yeah that's been one of the greatest gifts for me from my spiritual awakening journey Mm. yeah I have to agree and with that there's for me this gaining of what feels like a lot of courage to follow that because the amount of fear that I've felt um, around following that has just been massive Mm. so afraid that I need to hide I need to hide my internal compass I need to do what the people around me are doing and kind of blend in and kind of chameleon um, myself yeah. and really letting my fears of how I'm seen uh, sometimes like that that's been a huge part of my of my evolution letting my courage and my my trust in you know when I trust my inner compass when I follow my inner compass like I get the best results. Like I get the best results with my life. And when I um, ignore it to feel like I seem more normal or like fit in more, then I just don't. Like life is less flowy. It's less comfortable. Mm. It feels more suppressed and yeah, limited and worse. Yes. I think that's one of the biggest human queries in life is this need to be accepted by the tribe. And, Mm. you know, I've I've struggled with this and worked with this one so much over the past, yeah, what, seven years now since I first had my spiritual awakening. And I think that the most important thing for me is reminding myself that it is in my DNA. It's in my, it's literally a survival mechanism to want to be accepted by people because our ancestors, if you weren't accepted by the tribe, you wouldn't survive. You would Mm -hmm. be cast out and you would die. So being accepted by people is, it's literally a survival mechanism for us. And so you know, my mom, she framed this really well for me recently. She, I was telling her that I want to let go of that. And she was like, Courtney, I think that's one of the things that makes you beautiful, that you are, that you are kind of a people pleaser. And I mm. think in a lot of spiritual communities, we get this concept that people pleasing is bad. Just do what you want. People pleasing is bad. Just listen yeah. to your heart. And I really have come to know that there's kind of a balance of listening to my heart and doing what I feel is best and then also sometimes seeing what's best for the tribe what's best for the group and then actually it feels really freeing to me to not have to cure myself of people pleasing and not have to cure myself from wanting to be accepted but rather like can I be okay that I want to be accepted and can I honor that and can I let that make me a better person while also honoring when my needs are so loud or my desire to be myself and be accepted for who I am is so loud. Can I honor both of those? Can they both coexist together? I'm really curious about that. Mm. If those 
if the people pleaser and the independent badass can both yeah. can both live together in harmony. Oh, I love that. I think it totally can. Like, and it does through you. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you for holding that. I think the the big thing to be aware of is is if there's fear involved. If I'm mm-hmm. being the people pleaser because I'm afraid to speak my truth and like do things my way, then that's I think where there's a problem. But if if it's like no, I, I I'm not afraid. Like, I could you know do it, say this, be this, but I'm. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to move this way because it feels best for the group. Mm-hmm. There's such a different underlying yeah. motivation there. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it really is situational, right? That's why I think finding those truths, like you were talking about, finding those truths that are yours and feel right in your body is so important. And I also think not identifying so much with being someone who's had a spiritual awakening but also like there's sometimes that I think oh I'm interested in energy work and philosophy and psychology because I've had a spiritual awakening and now this is just the path and what you do and then I kind of have to check in with myself and realize oh no I've been like this my whole life since I was a child I was interested in these things since I was you know, it's middle school, I had a Christian spiritual awakening where I connected with God and Jesus. Wow. And that was so beautiful. You know, and you kind of realize that this person you are as after your spiritual awakening is still the same person that you were before your spiritual awakening. Some This phrase that you've used that I love about like weaving the threads or threading back and threading these different people that I've been throughout my life and embracing them all into the person that I am now. And I guess that's kind of this new wave of spiritual awakening that I'm on now is being the Courtney that is not the spiritually awakened Courtney or the like college Courtney before I had my spiritual awakening or the you know but just being the Courtney I am now and letting that be a cumulative experience if that makes sense that was beautiful I I relate to that so much and I think I often think back to right when I had my awakening I wanted so bad to like just get swept up in a commune or something, like find some (laughs) little (laughs) group of people to just like, because I craved so much this external validation of what I was doing and none of the people around me could give that to me. So I was like, man, I just want one of these new age communities. But I think the universe was really doing me a favor, like not not bringing that to me like that I didn't because I I could have really you know gotten gotten lost in that but what's what's been really beautiful especially this November for me it's like November is when Mm. it happens it's when there's like some sort of really 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 low and then there's like a, a new level to my awakening experience yeah and it's amazing because that's november's when my awakening happened too and so you just you opened up this new realization for me of like okay something about november and scorpio season <laughs> i just love that 
Yeah. So what's becoming just clear and clear is that like kind of how you mentioned my whole life has been like leading to this mm. and I can now think back on on certain parts of my childhood and growing up and even you know doing exercises to like visit myself at that point visit my inner child at these points and showing myself where I am now and this this energy that I hold now as this proof like everything is okay like this is all happening for a reason you may be mm. feeling different you may be being skeptical you you feeling this pain that seems like different than than the people around you like both of us feel that we're on a really sort of specific i think mission like there's mm. something really purposeful and and pretty direct unfolding as my life and and a destiny, like a really big feeling of destiny mm -hmm. and aligning with that. It's been hard for me to kind of believe in that or to let mm. myself believe in that because I was I was hesitant of the, the ego tra trap. God, I don't want to be like, I have this huge destiny. Like that feel, it felt mm. wrong for a while and kind of scary. And yeah, now this, this year, this time, I'm seeing... It's it's really Earth. Earth has this big destiny right now. Yes. And a lot of us on the planet right now, our the way our life's unfolding is aligned with that big, big destiny of this time period on Earth. And and it's not bad to to. It's actually like it's really important to connect with that for me. I found it's really important to connect with that destiny, and it it gives me this this validation and this courage to pursue my inner compass and pursue my path because it's like, yeah, this is all happening for, for an important reason and I need to have enough belief in myself and enough um, faith and commitment to myself to, to listen to this and follow this because it, it, it's, it's unfolding in a big way for a big reason and it's beyond me. And it's, it's so, um, like, I feel like it's the greatest movie in the world to watch. <laughs> the pieces come together of, of what that is for me and what that means for me. And with, with gaining this new level of faith, basically, this new amount of trust, trusting in the universe, trusting that there's magic unfolding, trusting in that beauty and like a new earth and a new energy does want to unfold, trusting in that. I'm seeing the pieces fall together more. I'm shown more of what that actually looks like and means for me specifically and basically learning more of of this mission that feels so so ancient, like so tied into my my ancestors and, you know, my parents and hmm. Humanity as a whole, even, yeah. Yeah, yeah. These threads yeah. that are so deep, and we just tap into them. It's crazy. Wow. <laughs> I love what you shared there. I really resonate with that, too. Um, I think that, yeah, when I was young, I, I used to always wish to change the world. It was my number oh. one wish that I want to change the world. And I've always felt like I was here to change the world and I used to think it was about me like you were saying and 
as I've, yeah, kind of through my spiritual awakening journey, I've realized that so many of us feel like that. And it's mm-hmm. not just me as the Jesus Christ here to redeem humanity. It's all of us redeeming ourselves and redeeming humanity together. That is, like, yeah, like you said, the most epic story to see unfold in the world. And um, last week we challenged everyone to sit in the void and I guess part of my discoveries from the void are this this Taoist belief that I don't have to try. I think the void teaches us that because the void just is. And so it's this concept, this Taoist concept, the art of not trying, that we don't have to try to change the world. Or actually, if we force our man-made ideas and beliefs onto the world we do this world a disservice Mm. but when we align with the world because the world is naturally changing it's naturally Mm. evolving so we don't have to try to change it or try to force our ideas onto it we just have to align with the natural flow of life and let the life force use us to change the world and that has just felt like the biggest like release and dropping of this huge pressure that I have to figure out how to change the world and now it's just aligning with the way the world's already changing and fulfilling my destiny and my mission through this process so Mm. I'm wondering if maybe Our challenge for this week is for everyone to feel into how you can be of service to the earth or what your Mm. mission or destiny might be. And just to get curious about that. What do you know about it? Do you love working with kids? Do you love animals? The things you love are a sign and also as well as what's really, really challenging for you. Like, I think Angie and I both kind of have throat chakra things of mm-hmm. it's sometimes mm-hmm. hard for us to speak our truth or, you know, we're really unlocking this speaking. And so through this podcast, that this is a huge way for us to fulfill some of our purpose in the world. So, yeah, I wanted to offer that invitation as well to anyone listening. Oh, yeah, thank you for offering that. I, that's been the sort of advice you put out about that I think it's perfect and such a such a beautiful thing to contemplate like it it just like with the art of not trying it's if you're really really looking really really searching like oh I I don't know what it is like I can't find it like it's it's really obvious like when when Mm. that energy can slow down like and you just notice like oh like yeah I, I really love this this is really strongly pulling at my heart it it becomes really obvious um I wanted to say when you were when you were mentioning that um like aligning with with the flow um of life and life's progression you you always wanting to change the world I think of always wanting to find balance and with my awakening there's been Mm. so much effort to balancing and like literally this almost like I've kind of I was just thinking about this like growing up I I was sort of like OCD with 
with feelings in my body. So like if, if I had an itch on like one side of my body, I'd have to like go and itch the other side of my body to like balance this, <laughs> even with like pain. It was really strange. Mm. But now I, it makes a lot more sense because I have since, since my awakening, I started to feel energy in a certain way that I never felt before. And I had this almost obsessive new passion. It was, it was really fun, but it was a lot of focus of let me balance this. Let me balance this energy that I feel in my body and so mm. much working to balance it. And, and just like how Courtney said, what I'm learning more and more <laughs> is I, I don't need to be looking to balance this. The force, the life force, the, the universe, the earth, this greater force is moving towards balance. And if I can be a receptor for that, that's going to be way more accurate than me scrambling around my body trying to balance or scrambling around the different areas of my life. Yeah, trying to create balance. I love that. You just opened up something so powerful for me too because I, as a kid, I was obsessed with fairness. And when your obsession with balance kind of reminds me of that, I always wanted things to be fair. And my parents would always tell me, life isn't fair, Courtney. Life isn't fair. But I was just like, I want life to be fair so badly. I want people to have equal opportunities. And I want, like, I just want it to be fair so badly. And so now this, and I, I even do find that as an adult, I'm so perturbed by the way that our world isn't fair it really like really irks me that we can't have a fair balanced world and so yeah what you just shared there about the world moving towards balance the world's moving towards fairness and I think I can release some of that pressure I feel to make things fair and Mm. just let them be as they are and trust that they're moving towards fairness and then do my part do what I can do to help them become fair without forcing yeah, it in that yeah. in that direction yeah yeah it's a it's a fragile line it's, it's so it's such a mm. it's a mind-blowing like just path of discovery I think to try and find the the way to navigate all these all these points of, of valid balance and yeah action Hmm. yay well thank you for joining Mm. us for this episode of the great mystery podcast we are on our second episode as we said so if you want to give us a rating that would mean a lot to us if you want to share this with anyone if you really enjoyed it that would also mean a lot to us uh, because we're we're like really new (laughs) into this so we appreciate um yeah if you want to reach out to us too and share anything that resonated with you that would also really mean a lot to us Thank you so much for joining us on this discussion about spiritual awakenings and stay tuned for the next episode of the podcast, which will be released next week.